of the Running on Own podcast. This is your host, Julia Hanlon, and I'm excited to have Ellen Fitzgerald, co-founder of Mother Juice, and Will Jackson, manager of Mother Juice on the podcast. Mother Juice is an organic juice, smoothie, and raw vegan eatery in Cambridge, Mass. that recently opened in 2014. The Running on Ohm podcast is founded upon the belief that by sharing the stories of innovative minds, it can spark your imagination and deliver encouragement and insight in your path to personal growth and transformation. I want to take a moment to thank all of the listeners who've been so supportive of this show and its mission this past year. If the podcasts have been a part of your life in any way, I would really love to hear from you and what you think about the podcast. The easiest way you can do this is leaving a review on iTunes. Your honest perspective will allow me to both better this podcast and also help the Running on Ohm podcast gain more visibility on the iTunes interface so that more like-minded people can find it. Leaving a review on iTunes will really just take you less than five minutes and make a world of difference. I had the privilege of interviewing them in person at the Mother Juice store in Cambridge. You may notice that in the interview, Will disappears for a bit. He was mixing up juices and smoothies for some afternoon customers. I personally enjoyed a delicious almond love smoothie after our interview, and if you're in the Boston area, I definitely recommend checking Mother Juice out. First though, let's have you learn more about Mother Juice's inspiring story and Ellen, the co-founder, Will, the manager, what they do now. In this episode, Ellen and Will talk about why they started Mother Juice from its beginnings as a food truck in Boston to the logistics of turning it into an actual storefront in Cambridge. They reveal how they both got into juicing, Ellen's grandmother's influence on her health path, and Will trying to pursue his now girlfriend. They share on Mother Juice's recipe and menu development. Ellen and Will discuss the challenges of starting a business. Who has inspired Mother Juice's food philosophy? Ellen's perspective on why Boston has a surprisingly few amount of vegetarian vegan eating spots. How Mother Juice is cultivating a community that's really changing lives. Why people are afraid of food labeled as vegetarian and vegan and how Mother Juice is trying to overcome this stigma. Mother Juice's goals and plans for 2015. Lastly, how Ellen and Will unplug from their work. All this and more on this episode of the Running on Home podcast. Welcome, Will and Ellen, to the Running on Home podcast. Hi, thanks for having us. So I get to be sitting with Will and Ellen in Mother Juice, their shop, which is a juice and smoothie and delicious plant-based food store or cafe, I don't even know what we call it here, in Kendall Square in Cambridge. And I was so excited to see when you guys opened up this past summer, or was it? No, early fall, because yeah, as September. a vegan, yeah, there's not many great spots in the Boston area to get really local food that's made with love. So let's start with how, why did you guys open up this spot? Um, yeah, so we, we started actually as a food truck. Um, so we got our funding um, for our food truck on Kickstarter, so it's always kind of a community-based um, idea and community-supported project. And we took our food truck all around the city um, and got to go to a lot of different neighborhoods and kind of tested out the, the demand for the product, and it was really well-received, so we thought, you know, the logistics of being on wheels is tricky, to say the least. Um, so we really wanted to have a home base, and uh, we looked at a lot of different places, and Kendall Square was seemed like the kind of perfect fit. We're looking, you know, juice is something that 
caters to people, I guess, who are in a routine. Um, and there's nothing like it around here. So, yeah. And there's a lot of smart people here. And yeah. Jesus for smart people. <laughs> it's true. You have to be smart to want to drink, like, organic juice or, like, know Frankly. even the difference between juice and a smoothie and, like... A lot of places around the city aren't like as welcome to that idea I feel like or like why would you pay ten dollars for a drink you know a lot of people can't wrap their head around but yeah Kendall's just like a very cutting-edge neighborhood um, forward-thinking so yeah yeah so when you were driving around in the food truck um, did you go to Kendall and do you remember coming here in the food truck days they and being like lo- this is isn't Cambridge really hard yeah Cambridge so the city of Boston has a public food truck program so it's um it's pretty easy to be in a lot of the different neighborhoods in Boston but Cambridge is actually the system's a little different and you have to get like a private site so we did some events in Cambridge um but they don't have like the public, have public street parking spots that you see in yeah. Boston where like trucks rotate like yeah. We would go to like meetings where you, they they post up all the spots on the wall and everyone from all the food trucks are there, kind of like squabbling to get the good spots and whatnot. And like the new guys are like, yeah. where are the good spots? We don't know. I don't know. It's so, pretty entertaining. Yeah. It's an entertaining meeting. It is. Yeah. Too. And you can like trade and yeah. your spots. It gets a little like some of the older, the guys that have been around for a while, it can be a little cutthroat feeling. But yeah, so no, Cambridge. So it's nice to be out of that rat race a little bit. But the events that we did in Cambridge, people were always like, oh, why don't you bring your truck around here more often? And so. There was definitely a demand for it. Yeah, and we did delivery service, and a lot of the deliveries were in Cambridge, so we kind of knew that this would be a welcome spot to open. Our truck's going to be back out on the road, too, in April. Yeah. Not to sound oh. like it's dead. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fading. It's getting a paint job. And it's hibernating love. right and now. It's winter. It is. It's yeah. on hiatus. Yeah. Um, it'll be best it's and better than ever. Yeah. Yeah. So going back in time for both of you, when can you both remember having your first fresh juice? Oh, uh, I got to blame it on my girlfriend. Yeah. She's like vegetarian, on and off vegan juicer. I used uh, buying a juicer as like an excuse for a first date, kind of, which is like a <laughs> hilarious story, but... We like, I like dragged her out of our class we had together and was like, I'm going to go buy a juicer because I knew she liked that and I like didn't care at all for it. And then that like, was a breville and then that kind of like. Set the course of your life. Yeah, Yeah, basically. Well, she was like her first employee on the truck basically or like one of the first. She replied to the first Craigslist ad they put out, which is why I'm here now. Like it was a crazy string of events that led us together. And then, um, so my grandmother was actually like a big juicer. So I had juice when I was like a little kid. I remember doing like apple and celery. It was gross to me then. <laughs> um, but she was like all about it. I mean, she lived to be 95 and was like the healthiest little 95 year old lady I've ever seen. So yeah, I was a little kid. And then I started when I was, um, I lived in New York after college and I had a juicer there and would um, make juice cleanses or, you know, make juices for myself. And I had friends that were like, oh, you make one for us. And so it's just kind of a, just started doing it for friends. And yeah, I've always enjoyed it. But when we started the truck, my grandmother, never forget, she handed me a, a little like cassette tape that was like tips from the juice man, um, who was like big back in the seventies. And I was like, thank you. And you just have to find it. 
cassette player where I could play this somewhere. But yeah, I've kind of always been interested in it. That's really sweet. That's really cool that your grandma was ahead of the curve. I mean, yeah, she was like a little yogi and she was, she was like hip lady. What did you use to juice back then? They have like they had juicers. They yeah, had juicers. The Brebbles. They've yeah. been around for a long time. Those. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. You would cool. think they were made in the last ten years. Yeah. Or something. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like the Norwalk was invented in the fifties, I think. What? Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's awesome. Now, for developing your menu here, what, how much has it expanded since the food truck days, and... Well, funny thing about yeah. that, <laughs> there yeah. was no food on the truck. At all. So, so that's all new. That's all new. There was, like, less smoothies, because the truck was, like, very restricted in terms of, like, cleaning the smoothie things and, like, rotating and space Yeah, you only had space to store some and, like, stuff. Same with the juice. Like, we would have to juice on the truck which was really tight. And then we would also, this is a, this is a commercial kitchen out of the yeah. union, right? Yeah. So we would like rent a church's kitchen to do like, for like to prepare for Soa, which is like our big Sunday gathering day. We sell like all the juice, make all the money. Cause like the rest, yeah. the rest of the time was up in the air pretty much, <laughs> I would <True>. say. <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot that. But yeah. And even since we've opened, our menu has changed a lot. Yeah, uh, especially food. Yeah, it's just in response to, you know, I mean, we started our salads and snacks when we first started were kind of a, a lot, of, uh, they were more on the like smaller side of things. And then we realized, you know, we kind of always thought that food would be a nice add on yeah, to like the juice, but it's actually like our food menu has made, become even more popular than our juice. And I think part of that has, is seasonal, um, but yeah. And also just the fact that we 100% cater to lunch yeah. crowds, so. But yeah, so that menu has changed a lot since we opened. We, when we first started, we had like one quinoa bowl on the menu yeah. and a salad. Like a couscous weird and Yeah, weird cauliflower, cauliflower thing. couscous. I don't know, we ask and, things all the time. Yeah. And continue to. Yeah. And so who's the recipe five? developer? It's a joint effort, yeah. Interest, yeah. Like the internet, <laughs> the internet, girlfriend, us, whoever, tinkering. Yeah, I mean nowadays, like almost stupid a, to not go to the internet and it's like a collaborative because like guaranteed someone's already done something. But like a lot of things on the menu are happy accidents too. Yeah. Like especially with the juice. Oh, so our customers help us make the menu too. So yeah. we had this thing that was a, a raw pad thai, so it was carrot that we spiralized into noodles. And the sauce was awesome, but it was just... It's a lot of work for minimal... Yeah, and it was a lot of carrots. food. Like, I mean, I love carrots, but it was still like the kind of thing you'd eat for lunch. You'd be like, I want something else to go with it. So someone, one of our customers came in and was like, I want that, but I want uh, a bed of quinoa I want some greens and then now we're, and then we did that for her we're like actually this is a way more substantial like full complete meal so now it's on the menu that's awesome that's really cool yes well, so everyone's input is very welcome yeah very welcome as long as it's not mean yeah what's been the biggest challenge for you guys since opening I yeah I mean I think it's just been like the you can know your product that you're making and all of those kinds of things. It's just managing doing that to scale and like kind of the business things that go, administrative things that go along with that. Um, this is the first business I've ever opened. Well, it's a lot to. different than the 
truck. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just there's less room for like elasticity with when you open a brick and mortar. Like people expect you to be there every day, whereas with a truck you can like get a flat tire yeah. and you can't go or yeah. like be in different spots. People don't ex- can't find you like in the same spot every day. But there's nowhere to hide. Here, yeah. You know what I mean. But um, yeah, I think so our customers have been like pretty great though. To yeah. us, in terms of like being flexible with us, when we're like, yeah. we ran we're out of learning. that, we ran out of that, like and they're like, oh, that's okay, we just hope you guys make it, yeah. <laughs> which is like so nice. Um, but yeah, I, I would just say like, it's just a, it's new territory um, for both of us. So. And I'm curious to know a little bit more about how do you order the fruits and veggies, and where do all of these things come from? Because I mean, living in Cambridge, obviously you can't get local pineapple. And so yeah. there's so many, you know, yeah. vegan vegetarian restaurants around the country that deal with these issues. So Yeah, I mean we get so whatever we can get locally we do. Um that obviously changes throughout the year, but we work with Red Fire Farm quite a bit. They have um they have great selection and then we have we work with uh Sienna Farms quite a bit. Um we're gonna start working with a farm out of Vermont called Sweet Georgia Peach. Um, so they're certified organic farm, but during the, I mean, and even all throughout the year, like things like pineapples, um, we just work with an organic produce distributor that is based out of the Chelsea produce market. And so a lot of it is like still coming from Mexico, but yeah. it's organic, but it takes a little bit of a trip to get here as with anything. Yeah. Unless I don't think, I don't know, our juices would be pretty grow. disgusting if we didn't supplement some citrus, I think. Yeah. Probably wouldn't taste good people to drink more juice. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. And for you guys, who has been a big inspiration for you in this business? Or someone, a model in another restaurant out there that has been something you've looked up to? You want me to answer that? Yeah, I'm obviously going to say, well, I mean, Life Alive is like the only other restaurant that I went to before this that had this kind of food. But there's nowhere else that's really like I mean, like, a lot of restaurants in Boston use the same farms, like Red Fire Farms, like Za right around the corner has, like, a Red Fire Farm pizza, and they get all their produce from there, but, like, who knows where Life Alive gets their produce, but it's, like, everyone's doing different things with it, is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Like, we get inspiration from them, but don't steal straight off from them. Like, I don't care how they make their ginger, whatever, tahini sauce, you know, but, like, we do ours our way, but we probably use the same ingredients on, like, a bunch of things. Yeah, yeah. There's a ton of places like that here. Like, Oleana, it's all locally sourced farm food, like, there's a ton of places like that, but ours is, like, I would say the fastest. I would put my, my, uh, line time down against anyone else's, maybe in that realm of food yeah. and cheapest probably too um I spent a good amount of time on San Francisco and there's a juice shop there called they're just called the juice shop San Francisco um and I, I if I were trying to like mimic any business model I think theirs would be it they've um I actually didn't the, the first time that I went there was after we had already started the truck, but they have like a, a vintage juice truck there and they also have a few different outposts around San Francisco and they just, I like their their products a lot. 
Um, I like their vibe a lot. It's very laid back. I think sometimes, sometimes juice and vegan food, I think, can be a little bit um, intimidating, I guess, if that's not something that you do. Um, if that's not the way that you regularly eat, I, I think that's a shame because it, it's, you know, something that I think a lot of people like once they have an opportunity to try it. And that was part of the reason I wanted to start as a truck because I think it's really, it's, a, it's just a user-friendly experience. And I, I've tried to, we've tried to um, recreate that at the shop so that it's very, um, you know, one of the reasons that we don't have bottles that we sell from a grab-and-go container is so that, you know, you have to go up to the counter and have, you know, we have a conversation with our customers. Um, people try things, you know, do samples and maybe pick something that they wouldn't have otherwise picked. And I think just, I don't know, I'm, so long story short, yeah, the, the juice shop in San Francisco has been very inspiring to me. Um, yeah. Why do you think in Boston there is an absence or lack of vegetarian and vegan restaurants? I have no clue um, because I Boston is very well educated and um, fit and um, I, I, and there are a lot of farms and there's you know there's so many farmers markets here and I, I, I'm surprised that there's there are more places because I think there are quite a few vegetarians and vegans in the city. Um, I don't know. Boston sometimes can be a little late to the game, I think, on the like retail side of things, but I think the demand is there. There are going to be several more juice shops in Boston and several more like vegan vegetarian cafes. Completely. You know, I mean, we have people that come here and they come from, you know, across the river and they're like, you know, we just. We're so glad you're here, and we ha can't find anything like this. And yeah, I, I, it's bewilders me. I like it was one of those things that I'm like, I can't believe this isn't already here, but it's not. So let's do it. Yeah, totally. What would you say in the past month, maybe, has been a moment where someone came into the shop that it was a really exciting customer interaction? Um, hmm. That is a, that's a tricky one. Yeah. There's so many. <laughs> like, I'm like, there's so, so many. Um, we had, so, so we have someone who comes in, she comes into the shop all the time. She's been like a really big supporter of us since we first opened. And she's, she noticed that like, we had no guys in our shop. It's mostly, mostly women that come here for lunch. And so she's like made it her point to get all of her coworkers who are men to come here. And she's like, you know, this is, eating healthily is attractive. Um, but so she's great, and so she comes in all the time, and she she was here last week, and she said that, you know, she's been coming here for lunch since we opened every day, drinking juice, eating our food, and she said she's always had bad skin, and that her skin has completely cleared up. Um, and that, I mean, I have no idea, like, you know, cause and effect, that could be many other reasons, but um, I thought that was really cool, and, you know, just... And I, th I think she probably eats healthily outside of work, I'm sure, but it's just nice to be here and be convenient and still be something good that you can go back to your desk and really be energized throughout your day. Um, having worked like in a in an office setting for many, many years, I, you always have that like 2 o'clock slump after lunch where you go back and you just want to fall asleep because you, you know, ate something heavy for lunch and... 
Just a beautiful thing you're doing is that, you know, for that woman, for example, you're giving her, you know, a, a place where she can really get nourishing food. And yeah. perhaps it is clearing up her skin. As you said, there may be a lot of factors, but the little differences you're yeah. making in individuals' lives is yeah. amazing. It's great. And we have these, like, little, you know, frequent flyer cards. And... I, I don't know, it's so great when people fill them up because I'm like, oh, yes, like that means you're making this part of your routine and you're in here all the time, you like it. And so I think you get a lot of people that will try something once because it's new or whatever. But um, yeah, we've got so many people that come in every day and it's, it's, it's great. What is the juice or smoothie, I'm curious, that is the most popular? Okay, so juice is definitely the kale, yeah. Um, so it's kale, cucumber, celery, pineapple, um, apple and mint. Uh, it's delicious. It's a good way to get a lot of vegetables, but then the pineapple and mint just make it like, I don't know, it feels like a cocktail. And it's, still, it's just really good. Um, and then the smoothie, that's, that's like, a, I'd say they're like all pretty equally popular. Um, but yeah, definitely the kale, yeah, I'd say it's a winner. And what's your favorite smoothie or juice? Uh, my favorite is probably the moju. Um, so it's kale, cucumber, celery, green pepper, uh, apple, orange, and ginger. And I love ginger. Um, and then green pepper is just something I think you would maybe normally think to put yeah. in a juice, but it's really delicious, and you get a lot of juice out of green pepper. And um, green peppers, are, the peppers in general, they have a lot of health benefits. So um, they're good for your skin. <laughs> for uh, for one, but but yeah, I love that one. It just tastes really, really, really fresh without being bitter. Totally, yeah. I actually had it yesterday when I was in here. Yeah, it was delicious. The the pepper it had this zing to it. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably my favorite one. Now going back a little bit, we were talking about how vegan vegetarianism, in a way, is a little bit intimidating for people. Mm -hmm. And a part of your mission here is to make yeah, eating healthy not intimidating. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit more about why you think that is. Um, I, I think that there are uh, maybe intimidating I guess is not the right word but I think that if you label something as vegan then it has a certain connotation to it and people might automatically think oh like I wouldn't like that or like oh this is just hippie food this is actually like a funny we had a group um, of co-workers come in here one afternoon and they, one of the guys was like oh is this just all you know hippie stuff on the menu and I'm like no 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 trust me you'll like it you'll like it and he got a smoothie he's like oh my god this is awesome I love it but you know I think it kind of has that it's a stigma yeah yeah and so I, I um or that, you know, if something's healthy, it's not going to taste good. Or if you don't, you maybe, like, there's some things on our menu that maybe aren't that co are common. And you, if you don't know what something is, then it would maybe be intimidating. So um, I don't know why that is per se, but just um, I think we've just tried to make ourselves, like, very approachable and easy to ask questions. As we've been going through this interview, Will has been bouncing back and forth behind the counter to help out different people who come in <laughs> to make smoothies and juices. So it's been very, yeah, regulars. Yeah. Um, but with both of you here for kind of closing it up, what is your vision for 2015 for Mother Juice? And then what would you want to see in, for Mother Juice in five years from now? 
So let's go one year and five years. Well, take it away. One year, um, well, it's hard for me to think past April because like getting the truck on the road and this machine is going to be like more work than I think we can really fathom right now and but we're going to do it but we're going to do it trial by fire yeah yeah but then so a year I would say have those two things like working epically with no flaws like ordering on point employees on point like knowing like getting the truck out on a regular schedule like every week and like just like minimizing error in a year like having everything great would be awesome and having Ellen not have to be here for like 12 hours every day also a goal <laughs> to minimize Ellen's stress levels five years world domination yeah awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, nailed it yeah, I mean, and we want our own garden someday yeah. we'll have a mother juice garden yeah. somewhere at some store we'll um, have a rooftop garden no I don't know we like Laura and Ellen have been toying with the idea of like what's, what's next as far as like beyond the truck like where else in the city are we going to open like on the other side of the river like Back Bay or like yeah we'd love to Financial open shop. or the South End have all been like you know I don't know I'm yeah. the least like dream driven person I think I've ever met so I have trouble getting past like where we are now so I'm like afraid of that next step I think so I'm like they're like foraging onward and I'm the one that is like trying to yeah. like it's a good it's a good balance it though because we live yeah. like Laura and I were heading in the clouds sometimes no <laughs> you're the middle ground Laura is like the big like, on the boundless dreamer like if she could have already opened like six of these shops she probably would have but then there'd be no one to work <laughs> so like there's, there's like you all three levels each other. Yeah, yeah I'm at the yeah. bottom she's at the I'm exact opposite of Laura and Ellen's in the middle probably more towards even my end and for you all personally what is your one way you find of unplugging from work or the thing that really brings you joy outside of the mother juice Oh, Walls. I'm a sound producer, so you know that, though. Yeah. I make music. Ellen does yoga and running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. So we... And, and we I drink wine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, there's the end of the day beer. There's the five o'clock beer, even, sometimes. And we both have people that love us waiting for us at home. Yep. So that's what it really all boils down to, <laughs> folks, isn't it? No, it really does, though. It does, uh, yeah. It I does. Mean, if I, we both have cats. <laughs> yeah, and cats. And, you know, just like what everyone does when they get up. Like, as much as we love being here all day, it's not like it's like, doesn't seem grueling at times. Like, you know. Well, yeah, it's a work. Yeah, it's, it's work. work. Yeah. It's hard work. Especially work is even harder when you really care about it. So it's like, yeah. if you want something done right, you do it yourself, which means that. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to let go. Way too much. Which and even I'm here like yeah. more than I either of us probably expected it to be like. Do you ever have times when you guys have closed like the shop and people will walk by and see you two milling about or doing stuff and, and try to and come yeah, in? Try to yeah. Come oh yeah, every day. All the time, every day. They usually make it in too. Yeah. Sometimes they make it past. Sometimes we're all like, we well, let's just go hide the back for a minute here. So people are here, yeah. Process that people are here till like nine at night, and like 
Make a juice for the next he day. Will knock on the window donuts. And try to get in. Juice you know? at like 12 o'clock. Yeah, like, can I just get a smoothie? Like, especially, yeah. like, there's such a... There's a funny kind of rowdy crew of international students around here that are, like, kind of chummy yeah. now, I guess. They're hard to hard not to crack open, but they're, like, pretty goofy with us yeah, now. Yeah, they're great. And they, they're the ones that would, like, really not take no for an answer sometimes. But yeah. Also, I love it. You guys are creating a really vibrant community. Yeah. I mean, the amount of people that come here three times a day on a good day is insane. Yeah. Like, we literally have people that come here for a smoothie in the morning, they'll come for lunch, and they'll bring, like, four of their friends, and then they'll come when they get out of work for a juice. And yeah. it's like, you smoothed, like, great. 40 bucks here today. Like, thank you. Thank you. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But people value their health, you know, and they're yeah. going to put their money in their health yeah. and taking care of themselves. And I think that's Spend more thing. on less, and you know, if like, it's... Yeah, I, I think they trust that we don't cut corners on, like, ordering non-organic stuff or, like, no. sneaking in, like, yeah. we don't do any of that. Like, it's all very as inconsistent as, like, smoothies can be, I think, and, like, juice. Like, every vegetable is different, or every pineapple is going to be different than the one before, but, like, it's all pretty consistent. It's yeah. juice your mother would make, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your grandmother, perhaps. You're no Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> right, grandmother. That's right. Um, so to close up our interview, a few fun either-or questions. Okay. Obviously, from working together, it sounds like, many hours a day, maybe you guys will be at the level where you'll be able to answer it for one another. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> I usually have them interviews with another person. Yeah, no, I'm enticed. Let's do it. Okay. Will. Yes. Mountains or oceans for Ellen? Oh. I don't know. That's tough to say. I, I don't know. Mountains right now because you're about to go skiing. Yeah. And your sister's obsessed with the ocean, so... I don't know if that's a family thing. Final answer? Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> She cheated. <laughs> I was going to say mountains. Um, You're an ocean person? Definitely, You're yeah. You're obsessed with whales, too? Uh, uh, Her whole family is, like, a marine Well, my boyfriend's family, yeah. They're oh, all yeah, they're okay. all whale people. Yeah, okay. But I just like the beach. Okay. I like them both, though. All right. Now I'm interested to see what... And what would you like. say for whale, mountains or oceans? Uh, he's from New Hampshire, so I got to say mountains. Yeah, he's right. Okay. I'm not a big beach guy. Okay. Early bird or night owl for Ellen? Night owl. She's, yeah, night she's owl. upset that she has to get up early. I am. I punch my pillow every day. My alarm clock goes off. Night owl for you, Ellen. For Will. Night owl. Yeah. Okay. Word. Tea or coffee for Ellen? Coffee. <laughs> How about Will? Just a little bit of coffee. <laughs> you already um, a big one every day, and I drink it by the end of the day. Yeah, I take like two sips. I'm constantly quitting. Not he needs like an espresso-sized coffee. Fan, yeah, like a little. Although Will's been making his own tea that we're gonna put on the menu here. It's awesome. It's just like hot water, lemon, ginger, honey. Just an elixir. It's an elixir, if you will. Oh, are you gonna call it Will's elixir? Yeah, Maybe. probably. Will's elixir. Willie's elixir. <laughs> Willie's elixir. Yeah. And the last question is: If Ellen had a superpower. Would she rather fly or be invisible? I mean, fly, who would, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
And how about for Will? Fly or invisibility? Fly. Fly. Okay. I've always loved I'd be teleporting, though, if I really got to pick my own, I think. Yeah. I'd probably just, like, snap a million dollars into existence <laughs> while money was still relevant. Cool. Thank you both so much <laughs> for sharing your story. This was a lot of fun, you guys. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much for having us. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to episode 90 of the Running on Own podcast with Ellen Fitzgerald, co-founder of Mother Juice, and Will Jackson, manager of Mother Juice. I highly recommend going and checking out Mother Juice. There's really delicious smoothies, juices, raw vegan treats, and you'll get to meet Will and Ellen, from which you can tell are really awesome people. Before I sign off, I want to ask the Running on Home community a favor. For the past year and a half, I've published over 89 podcasts with incredible teachers, athletes, and minds. I would love to know your, yes, your feedback on this podcast. And the easiest way you can do this is to leave a review on iTunes. Your honest perspective will allow me to both better this podcast and also allow the Running on Ohm podcast to gain more visibility on the iTunes interface so that more like-minded people can find it. Leaving a review on iTunes will take you less than five minutes and make a world of difference. This is your host, Julia Hanlon, and I hope you have a beautiful day.